Welcome to episode two of Infinite Love Podcast. My name is Kate, and I'm going to take you along my self-healing journey of how I became the light in my own darkness. Born with a facial difference that was out of my control, it sure did control my entire life. How I felt, how I acted, how I behaved, how I shut down. It controlled so much of my life that it took me 40 plus years to get my life back, to figure it all out. And this time, this time, I'm the one in control. During this entire process, I've come to self-reflect often. And by doing so, well, especially now, I'm able to see and feel differently than ever before. You see, this is where I can validate my own growth and feel proud of myself for how far I've come and truly align with my feelings to my actions of my own journey. And as I reflected, I held more compassion for the person I was in my past. Because you see, I can only do so much and be so much during those stages of my life because it was all I could handle in those moments. It's crazy to think whose judgments were harsher, societies or my own. I never realized how harsh I was on myself growing up. It's as if I had to be something more extraordinary to replace how unordinary I felt within and to keep pushing myself to be that person while still losing myself day by day. It was hard to keep up with. And acknowledging all that now, I feel bad for my inner child. I feel bad for the moments I lost out on because I was so harsh on myself. But I think it was my greatest escape to avoid feeling what I felt by society's judgments on a daily basis. So in return, I judged myself harsher to make more sense of it. Because as a kid, being mean, judging others didn't make sense to me. How could the world be so cruel? Yet I felt so much love inside. And slowly, by each judgment, little pieces of my love were dripping away. And I didn't like that feeling. I didn't like that sense of losing control of the one thing I knew I was meant for. The one thing I felt so deeply, love, unconditional love for everyone. And being so young, how do you even express that to anyone? How do you explain what it is you're feeling or going through? And there, well, there's a mask that I grew to wear to hide the pain. So as I unraveled my childhood memories, there wasn't one simple aha moment of, oh, that's where it all went downhill. It was more complicated than that because as I mentioned in my first episode, I was born into a family of love, constantly surrounded by love, always feeling loved. Even the years I spent in and out of the hospital, I remember feeling loved or loving other patients that would come and go. I always wanted to make sure others felt loved. I wanted to take their pain away as if I was staring into a mirror of my own reflection of, I want someone to take the pain away from me. But by doing so, by giving all my love to others, I was simply losing that self-love for myself and eventually losing self-worth. And this, this is my reflection. This is how I realized where it all began, was my childhood, was me masking my pain 
not understanding that others' judgments was simply their journey, their story, their life, their free will. I was too young to understand, and my heart was so big and so pure. All I desired, honestly, was for the world to feel loved the way I understood what love was. And still to this day, I still feel that same love, and I still have that same desire. You see, love is my gift, and this I know is true. Because you see, after taking this self-healing journey for myself and finding my self-worth and self-love and falling back in love with myself and my life, I love my journey. I look at my journey differently. I understand my journey and my soul's purpose. And it all makes sense to me. The areas where I may have judged myself, I now hold compassion and forgiveness. And the areas where other people have judged me, well, I simply know that's their journey, their pain, their hurts. And by not reacting anymore, it's simply me standing in my own power, in my own worth. Because I truly love myself, and I know what I'm worthy of, and I know what I desire. And the fact that I still desire love to be spread around this world tells you my heart is pure and my soul is beautiful. I love that I can sit here and compliment myself and truly align with how I feel towards myself. Because if you were to travel back in my past, I could never say those things about myself. I couldn't even utter a few words. A lot of the times when people would say, what do you love about yourself? My descriptions would simply correlate with how I feel towards others, my acts of kindness, but never really describing how I feel about myself because I simply couldn't. There was no connection there. And I still couldn't see or understand that disconnect. It's as if I lived this life of illusions, which were, you know, my masks. All my life, I wore a mask, a different one for different phases of my life, of my journey. And by doing this self-healing journey, I truly, truly went in and unraveled all of these wounds I was holding on to. As I mentioned earlier, self-reflection is key to what has truly helped me make connections, dig deeper, going within, identifying the wounds, breaking down my life bit by bit. And no, I did not do all this at once. Um, God, it's there were days where, you know, I would just go full throttle, digging deep within me. And then there were long periods of, I need rest. And I was starting to understand that the more I released, the more I forgave, And the more I let go, I understood that my body was telling me certain things too. And there were times where it was, I need to cry it out. I need to feel it. I need to cry it out. Or I need to just lay here and do nothing. And at times, yes, I would meditate, listen to meditation music or sleep. Some days I slept a lot and it felt dark. It felt depressing and uncomfortable. But the more I did this for myself, the more I realized I was truly listening to my body. I was listening to my emotions. I was listening to my needs. All the things I never chose to do growing up. All the things I fought. You know, you create this life of yours and it's pretty chaotic. 
but you get so comfortable in that chaos that when you finally sit still and you break free from some of the wounds, and nothing's ever truly healed, but when you are re-triggered, doesn't hurt as much or it doesn't last as long. And you're sitting through all this and you're finally listening to what your body needs, your intuition. And after you sit with that uncomfortability, that newness, you begin to understand the purpose of it all. And you begin to understand the abundance you receive from it, which for me was my self-worth my self-love. The fact that I could sit here and compliment myself, validate my own growth, validate my healing, love my journey, accept my journey, love my face, love my body. I'm perfectly imperfect and that's okay. I love who I am. I love my journey. I love my voice. I love that I can sit here and share this with you. I love that it's cathartic for me, even now, as I sit in reflection. And that was where I was going with all of this, is self-reflection is so beautiful now, because I sit here without crying. And they say that when you can tell your story without crying, you know you've healed parts of yourself. But who am I kidding? I'm a very sensitive soul, so I can cry in a beautiful sunrise or a beautiful sunset. I can cry for others in celebration of them. So happy or sad, I'll still cry. I own it. It's mine. It's funny because as I sit in self-reflection, I tend to get lost I drift away because it always brings me back to something, whether it was earlier today, yesterday, a month ago, a year ago, or forever ago. And that's what I love about reflection. That's what I love about where I'm at in my journey because I've allowed myself to release so much that it's opened my heart, my emotions, my thoughts, my mind, my memory to much greater things of my past. So I have this tendency of getting lost in reflection at times. And then I have to reel myself back in and just chuckle at myself because it's exciting. And I've never been in a place where reliving, learning so much about myself, healing, diving deep is exciting to me. I love to learn in new ways. Once I let go of that fear of going back in time to all the moments I didn't want to relive, I was able to piece together and understand from a different place, from a different perspective of why I did the things I did simply because I was wounded. I had undergone severe trauma and even incurred generational trauma. And during that time, I just kept suppressing what it was I was going through. I was building this armor, this wall up for so long to protect myself, to protect what was left of myself because I lost a sense of trust, a sense of knowing who I was. And the craziest part is, after each surgery, 
I lost my reflection, my sense of identity. And I had to grieve every single time without even knowing what grieving was. We correlate grieving with the loss of someone we love. And I've had my share of experiences of grief, of losing people I truly, truly love. And it's painful. And there, there is no waking up one day and saying, okay, it's all over, it's all gone, that pain is gone. You hold on to the memories. And you're sad, but it's not as painful. Each day is new. But that was the same with looking in the mirror. After each surgery, I had to figure out who I was looking at, who was looking back at me. I didn't recognize her. Every single surgery transformed my face, transformed my identity. And if I'm being honest, sure, it doesn't change how you feel on the inside. But what if you didn't realize you lost that person on the inside too? So the battle between my mind, my body, my heart, and my spirit were shattering every single time I had a surgery. And these surgeries were a replacement. They were another mask. They were false promises, false narratives I was given to fix what one doctor broke, shattered. He shattered every bone in my face, but how do you fix that? How do you come to terms with accepting that your reflection is not who you are or who you want to be? And so I grieved. I silently grieved. And it's the same stages of grief when you lose someone, when you lose your self-identity. You deny it. You're angry. You're resentful of your own self, of, of the world, of the judgments. You're constantly reminded, beaten over and over again upon words, brutal words that, that hurt, that last, that linger. And then you condition yourself to believe in those words because you don't want to look in the mirror anymore. You hate that girl, that version of you. And then you start hating yourself on the inside for even feeling that way. It was a struggle. It was a constant daily struggle of fighting the demons in my head and the demons in my world of strangers who didn't know me, but knew how to quickly poke fun, quickly judge me for who, for how I looked. I was told at such a young age that there were people out there with far worse struggles than mine and to stay humble. And yes, I do believe in this. And yes, I hold compassion for their journeys. But what about mine? Because after a while, that became a constant battle in my head, playing over and over again. Somebody has it worse. Shut up, Kate. Shut up. It's not that bad. Stop being the victim. You got this. People keep telling you you're strong. Be strong. Stand up. Be strong. You got this. And people started really believing that I had this, that I had this capability. And yes, they may have seen something in me that I couldn't. Like I said, I was so broken inside that those words just didn't mean anything to me. They only were added weights, added pressures to the already breaking point that I was at. And looking back at it, I'm surprised that we even here. I don't know how I got up each day. And I can't pinpoint exactly what I did in those moments to help me stay grounded, to stay strong, to keep going. 
But I do know that there were many nights that I would cry myself to sleep silently, wishing I didn't wake up, wishing that this wasn't real, wishing this wasn't my life. And that's hard to think or imagine that a child could feel this way. But I see it every day, even as a teacher, even looking at teenagers, you see the battles they face. And although you can't fix them, you hold a place in your heart for them because you get it, you understand, and you want them to keep going for themselves, not for anyone else. And that's what I learned over the years is I have to stop doing things for others. I have to start focusing on me. I have to be selfish in a healthy way because I'm worthy of it. I could give so freely. I could love so freely. But there comes a point that I have to identify when people take my love for granted, when they abuse my love and my kindness. And once I figured that all out, I kind of put a stop to all of that without an apology. See, all my life, I always apologized for everything. And that was my insecurities. Because I rather have peace than war. I rather feel calmness than friction between friends and family. But all I was doing was silencing myself, and that wasn't fair. There I went, placing myself in a tiny little box, wearing another mask, hiding how I truly feel, not using my voice because it's not strong enough. I'm not ready yet. And that's okay. Looking back at it, I truly, truly believe not rushing the process because if you rush when you're not ready, it doesn't seem to go according to plan. And again, nothing's perfect. But would I even be doing what I'm doing today? Would I be here doing this, sharing this, feeling all of this? Had I rushed the process? Had I ignored all my pains? Had I kept my masks? I don't know. All I do know is I wouldn't be here loving life, living life to the fullest, and appreciating life as is. You see, I love my past. I love the darkness, and I love the light. I love the pain and the lessons. I appreciate them. I was exactly where I was supposed to be to get to where I am today. And that holds true to my future. I truly appreciate alignment and feeling aligned within. And this is what gets me excited about what's to come. Well, one, I hold no expectations. I just let everything be as is. I appreciate the moments, I live in the moment, and I celebrate the moments, big or small, dark or light. I hold nothing but gratitude for myself, for the people that have crossed my path, for the people who've come and gone, for the people that truly see me for who I am, for my soul. It's funny, you know, as we're self-reflecting, I had intentions of this podcast going very differently, but I trust in the process. I let go, I release, and I surrender to what is. And that's exactly what I've done today, is because of self-reflection, it kind of took me into a deeper self-reflection as I shared parts of my life with you. And I'm sitting here all smiles because it's funny how the world works, how the universe works for you. And people always say, well, the universe is against me. And that's when I reflect and say, well, stop and ask yourself why you're against yourself and change your mindset, change your perspective. And honestly, this past year has really been positive 
for me. And even in the darkest moments, because again, we're human. We have good days. We have emotional days. We have days where triggers come back. And I look at those moments as moments to embrace, moments to go within and say, okay, what is it that you didn't release yet? What is it that still hurts you? Or what is it that frustrates you? Or are you just repeating a cycle? And I'm truly trusting in this process because one, I don't ever want to repeat a cycle. I'm not sure if that's 100% possible, but I always try my best and I always give my best. And I look at it like this. What took place or transpired in my past obviously wasn't working for me. So by doing the work, I take different steps. I look at things differently. I look at things with a full heart. I feel with a full heart. And I acknowledge the triggers. And I acknowledge what I might have done in the past. And I do things differently with a different mindset. A mindset of positivity. A mindset of growth. A mindset of love and compassion. And this has allowed me to change the trajectory of my life. I love where my life is going. I love where my life is at. I love the person I'm becoming every single day. I love that I'm so proud of myself in a way that in the past I could never really truly feel aligned to saying that. And it caught me off guard this year. Like I mentioned before in my first episode, I began this journey creatively on TikTok. And one of my more recent posts was me sharing in a vulnerable way of how proud I was of myself. And it caught me off guard to feel how proud I was of myself. And I remember crying while I was trying to share all this because I truly felt aligned and it kind of shook me in a way, surprised me in a way to say I'm proud of myself and realize I've never said that about myself in my past. And sure, I've had accomplishments, um, success stories in different phases of my life, but I never allowed myself to really feel the joy within because I just wasn't there yet. And now that I am, ugh, the excitement, the excitement I feel for myself, the excitement I feel for others on their success stories, their journeys, their celebrations. I love it. I love that I'm no longer insecure or jealous or wishing that was my life. I desire for their happiness as much as I desire for my own. And that's a really, really cool place to be in when you can truly authentically celebrate others without jealousy, without spite, without bitterness, just pure joy, pure excitement, pure love. And that's pretty much how it's been going this year, how I've been feeling. And ironically, while I took a little lunch break and took a pause from this podcast, my cousin sends me this beautiful message. You make everyone around you feel seen. That is your superpower. And like I said earlier, Even in the most beautiful moments, I sat there, eyes filled with tears, heart just exploding with love, and I felt that. I'm humbled by that, and I'm honored and blessed with such a compliment to receive. It's all about divine timing, and I trust in the process. I trust in timing. I trust in divine messages, and... I trust in my cousin. She's been my ride or die for the last three years of me really going within 
And at times when I felt like I was going crazy or disappearing, she was there. She was always there and she'll always be there. She's not only my cousin, but she's my best friend and my earth angel. And I hope she knows how much I love her and I'm grateful for her every single day of my life. And with that self-reflection, I end with gratitude. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for today. I'm grateful for yesterday. I'm grateful for what once was, for what is, and for what will be. I'm grateful that I'm here. I'm grateful for the family and friends I have. I'm grateful for my soul family. I'm grateful for opportunities continuously coming to fruition. I'm grateful for my voice. I'm grateful for the unexpected because I hold no expectations. I'm grateful that I can let go, release, surrender, and trust. Trust in the unknown. Trust in the adventures. Trust in this process. I knew the self-healing journey wasn't going to be easy or a walk in the park. But now that I've been on this ride, this journey, someone asked, would you... Would you just give it up? Would you just go back to your regular life? And I'd say, no, I don't ever want to go backwards in time. I'm grateful for my past, but I'm in love with my present. What greater gift can you give yourself than that? Becoming the best version of yourself.